right, everybody. Welcome back to the Sing Second Podcast. Hopefully everybody's having a, a good week, Super Bowl week, which is going to be a topic that we uh, dive into here a little bit today. Uh, but before we get started, I just want to keep everybody in the loop. We are still at Apple Podcasts, still at Stitcher, still at podcast.com. Uh, obviously, if you are listening to it now, you've already found us in one of those spots. But uh, just as a reminder, hey, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody that you know to, uh, to hop on there and find us. As usual, always contact us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I would assume that if you, you just search Sing Second Podcast, uh, they're all a little bit different, but I'm sure we'll pop up. And then keep the emails coming. We, we get a few every once in a while, and it's always fun to kind of see who's, who's the ones that are actually uh, that are sending us emails and what they have to say, but that is at singsecondpodcast at gmail.com. Well, fellas, six episodes in, as, as Andy says, I don't want to steal his famous line, but... It feels like we've made it. It <laughs> feels like it. we've crossed another threshold. Uh, so speaking of which, Andy, what's good? I've got two, and they might actually be what's good this time. This will be his two first ones. First yeah. timer here. So we did some driving today. I came across another podcast that I'm going to follow week by week by week. That makes like 16 or 17 that are just sit in my queue. Uh, but this one's all about the MIAA. So that's what UNK is in, Northwest Missouri State. So checking out a little D2 oh. uh, SEC style play here with some dominant basketball and dominant football. Uh, that's the first one. The second one, as I was driving listening to some other podcasts, uh, this podcast actually recorded a whole episode without pressing the record button. And so they uploaded a blank file that had nothing on it. Solid. So, hey, we're, we haven't done that yet. Yeah. That's a victory in itself. Hope theirs is called Amateur Hour. <laughs> <laughs> and we're a half a step above that. Danny, what's good? I would love to know how you find all this time to listen to all these podcasts that I, you... I walk would... home. He's a walker. <laughs> I enjoy when I see him walking home, driving by, and pulling up slowly, startling him. He acts like I don't hear him coming. Uh, I, cars aren't silent. Well, usually you have your headphones listening to a podcast, so I didn't figure you could hear him. He, is, he looks one, like a happy guy, just strolling one, along, just on hands on his ears. So that way I keep my feet moving fast, yeah. my ears are going fast. It's good stuff. Walking is underrated. I started walking to our basketball Car. coaches' meetings, <laughs> and it's it's only like... Two, three blocks, but yeah. walking is underrated. It's good think time. You know what I walk to do? I walk to, to vote. To vote? Yeah. Like my, that's a thing? Yeah, my voting place is a church that's like three blocks from my house, and it really makes me feel like old-timey, like walking <laughs> to the polls. I get my sticker. I greet people along the way, and I stroll back to my house. It's nice. You guys ought to try it. As you do it, you go, hey, I voted today. As you pass people walking, I voted. No, I, it's more like a humble, like, hey, what are you up to? No, just coming in to just like my Dabo. Pass my ballot. Just like Dabo, humble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've got, I've got two things that are good. And I, do you guys ever read Choose Your Own Adventure books when you were younger? Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about it to my ninth graders. Those are yeah. the best. So I'm going to have like you guys. Early video game. Yeah, they're so cool. So you guys ready to choose your adventure? Yes. Let's do it. You want dogs or Wikipedia? Dogs. Wikipedia. Yeah. I like dogs. I'm a so dog. we got two for dogs. So um, I've been a dog lover my whole life. Really consider myself a dog person. Had two of them early on in marriage. Then had children. 
And then both dogs died, you know, at some point along the way. And I was just adamant that, you know, dogs are a hassle. We're never going to have dogs again. They're just, we go out of town a lot. Uh, they make messes. They're just a hassle. And I was kind of over, over dogs. And then recently, in the last year, my family all ganged up against me and convinced me, kind of unwillingly, to get a dog. And we did it this fall. And since then, he's become my best friend. And, uh, and the best you friend. You mean fourth best friend, right? <laughs> no, no, honestly, like best friend. Sorry, guys, and sorry, everyone else that considers me a friend. Um, this guy, Banks, he, he's my guy. And he's become best friends with everyone in my family. So I'm once again a dog guy, and I'm very excited about it. Um, and, I, and I know that Kyle is also a dog person oh, yeah. and kind of throwing around the idea of possibly getting one. And so I just want to... Just want to throw this out there as an encouragement, Kyle. Oh yeah, it's you, dog time. You don't have to encourage me. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm planning as soon as basketball season's over, I'm, I'm gonna be looking, or I think, I hope I already have one kind of on the line that's gonna be uh, the newest member of our family. But uh, no, I love dogs. I had to, had to unfortunately put our old one down uh, probably about a year ago. It'll be a year in April, and it's probably the saddest thing I ever had to do. Yep. Uh, ended up having cancer and like I said he was my best friend had him longer than I've been married to my wife and honestly I like I think kids got to have a dog growing up and so my kid will be uh, about nine months yep. when basketball gets over so it's probably going to end up kind of being his de facto birthday present right. but it's also going to be my birthday present uh, or my present to him that's going to be pretty much for me because Dogs, dogs are awesome. I love that the companionship. I love that uh, they do provide a little protection in the house. And like I said, I just want my son to have a dog growing up. So right. you don't have to convince me. Yeah, I was, we finally let him stop sleeping in his kennel, thinking he'd be up in bed with us. But he goes every night straight to my two sons' rooms, and he chills out in their little dorm room they got set up there, which, you know, it hurts me, but I'm excited for them to see how excited they are yeah. to finally... And, and I'm, the dog. I'm probably going to start this thing on a couple, a couple of sad notes, but that that might be one of the saddest parts about uh, having to put our dog Milo down is because uh, for the, like four years that we had him, he we had to put him down. He's like five, which isn't even that old. No. But uh, I I just knew that as soon as Leo was born, he was going to go from sleeping in between my wife and I for the last four or five years to just. I knew immediately he was going to be sleeping on the floor of Leo's room, just kind of protecting him and yep. kind of looking after him. And, like, that was actually the, the saddest part about it is we had to put him down, and then a month later we had our son, which right. we, we couldn't see him together. But, uh, well, let's uh, let's move on to some happier No, dogs well, dogs are happy, but the part about, yeah. you know, dogs dying. Yeah, which I think happy. talking to you enough, it's, it's almost trying to decide it is the it last – four months or last two months of having your dog and how miserable that is and the next six months how miserable that is is that so painful that it's better not having them at all and i like i said i love dogs so i'll go through that hurt every single time it's good timing for you guys too yeah with, with leo's age yeah but i can't wait Let, let's jump into some wikipedia too real quick or no we're passing on <laughs> no, wikipedia i'll save that for later but wikipedia has been a good friend of mine for the last few years and i just kind of realized that uh over the past few days and i'm even considering you know how they 
it comes up like trying to get you to donate money, yeah. I, I might donate. Oh, jeez. Maybe I'll save the Wikipedia full shout out for later. I kind of want to know what's what's good with Brandon here. All right. So thinking about dogs as well now, all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> the first time like where I was introduced to the term and they were like, hey, you got to meet this guy. He's, he's a dog person. And then I went and I met him and I was a little disappointed. I thought maybe like half dog, the body <laughs> of a dog. And then the upper body of a person, but dog walking just happened to be legs. a person who likes dogs, which yeah. is still cool. But I wish they would have worded it differently. Right. They said you got to meet this person who also likes dogs. You got to say what you and, mean. Yeah, I thought it was a mythical <laughs> creature or something. So my what's good is uh, so I bought a couple books, which yeah, yeah, I hadn't really read any good books in a while, and so I got a book called Unbeaten about Rocky Marciano, and enjoying reading that and just. I enjoyed the story like I'd, I'd heard of him and knew of him, but, you know, just didn't realize, like, how good he was and kind of all the stuff he went through Is that the guy who made the cherries, the Marciano cherries? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Boom, boom, And then uh, the other thing is I got a book called Walls of Fame. Remember those uh, Bo Jackson posters, um, like, where it's, like, back in black or something like that or whatever is thing you know and, yep. and his bow nose and all that yeah um a lot of those posters were made by the castacos brothers yeah and they would go and make they was just like most people growing up in in the 80s and 90s you know had, right either had one or had a friend who i had remember it one of him like with shoulder pads yeah, on his yeah. arms were around a bat like the yeah. bat was over his shoulders and then i think there was one where he was like half just in like baseball stuff and maybe right right like that that vein of i think that might have been just an si cover yeah maybe yeah, could have been. i don't know it's what i, I have remember a randall cunningham poster and it's like by them and it says the eagle has landed at the top and it's like him on the moon were they nike were they nike done or was uh, it they, it was just this two brothers that and sometimes you would like when you look through the examples and stuff they have like apparel kind of showing up in the back yeah. so i don't know if they helped but uh, so I got this book. It's huge. And it's like, as far as like being a fan of graphic design and just like retro sports stuff, you look through there and it, it's got, I mean, probably 500 posters or something oh. in there. And then he tells the story of like meeting that athlete and how they how they uh, took the shots and everything and put it together. And they show uh, alternate art for it and all the pieces that they put together. It's right. kind of interesting to, to look at anyway. So. That's cool that you mentioned posters because I was actually today when I was looking up some things for this podcast thinking about probably the favorite poster that I had. And I was maybe like upper middle school, maybe even in, into high school, but it was Jerry Rice had just uh, set a record either receiving yards or touchdowns. And he's in the end zone with his arms up celebrating. Uh-huh. And you see his back and then the whole crowd – and then it just says, like, just did it or, or oh, some yeah, Nike nice. thing. But um, that would be interesting to, to flip through that book. It's pretty cool. What are the chances that they created the two Spice Girl posters I had in my room growing up? <laughs> Who's your favorite Spice Girl? So, short story. <laughs> <laughs> we, down by in Cody, town of 200, there was this little grove of trees. Was this middle school for you? No, Spice Girls would have been more elementary. And then, jeez Louise. <laughs> um, there's this little grove of trees that me and my friends. I only used to asked him what out. his favorite spice. Girl I know, was. but this leads into a better story. <laughs> and uh, like, so I was kind of the youngest one, and there's always about four kids that were older than me that always I hung out with. Okay, I, I was that guy, I was the young kid so that hung cool. out with the older guys. And so when I started hanging out with them, like apparently 
like because the Spice Girls were big at, at Cody, and apparently each, everywhere, yeah. like worldwide. Yeah, you're right. Which includes Cody. Yeah. Uh, but each one of them already had picked their own Spice Girl. Uh, like, yeah. and it just happened that I was the fifth one. And, and so you would have thought, and I want to ask you the question: If you guys know the Spice Girls at all. Who would you have said is the worst Spice Girl? Because I was worried that I was like, oh man, I'm just gonna get stuck with the worst one since I'm the fifth one. Who would be? Who would you rank as I'm the worst scared. Spice Girl? Well, you don't probably, be racist you, here. No, jeez. <laughs> You're probably gonna say Sporty Spice. No, she she would have been my top choice. I don't know, but I ended I up. I had a tie. I ended up with Posh Spice. I had the fifth pick and I had the best looking one. So Posh wait, Spice. that's Beckham, right? Yeah, Victoria Beckham. Yeah. And so wow. I ended up, I ended up with the worst pick and got the best one out of the mix. Yeah, nice. So yeah, that's so I, she was my favorite. Long story short, mine was probably mine was uh, scary and sporty. There you go, scary and sporty. Yep, way to bring it around. See, yeah. I accused you of something, and now you, you did a complete one eighty mm-hmm. on me. I enjoyed their music. So did I. Like, you want me to sing a little? No, I'm please. Kidding. You sang last one, and <laughs> our listenership was down. I think I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't no. doubt it. But anyways. All right, Kyle. So what else is good? Yeah. Uh, I mentioned already that uh, I was probably going to be a downer for the first little bit here. I honestly don't have anything what's good because, honestly, with uh, with Kobe Bryant uh, passing away on Sunday, it kind of affected me way more than I ever anticipated. Obviously, part of that is, is the shock of it happening. Uh, and then part of it was just because, like, he was honestly my favorite player of any sport of any kind growing up. And as I was watching it, because I actually had a friend of mine just call me out of the blue. So I thought he was actually coming through Shadron or through North Platte to eat or something. And he called me, he's like, hey, did Kobe Bryant really die? And I was like, what? I had never heard that. I'd been watching ESPN all day. I'd been watching, uh, I've been on the computer and I hadn't seen anything. He's like, no, I thought he was full of it. So I was like, I'll have to do some research. And I tried to play it off really really well because I couldn't believe that it was true. And so I, I started just refreshing my computer constantly. I went to ESPN and they were in the middle of the national anthem of the Pro Bowl. And I was like, if, if this was something, it would be all over right. the place because I know I liked him probably more than a lot of people, but like he's a big deal. And so I went to CNN and CNN was in a commercial. So I was like, again, this, this has to be newsworthy. And then I, I flipped up two more spots to, to Fox News, and, and boom, there it was. And I honestly couldn't believe it. I kept rereading the sentence over and over again, and it, it was like segments. I could see Kobe Bryant, and I could see dies in yeah. helicopter, and in my mind, I couldn't put it together. Right. So I flipped it back to ESPN, and then it ended up being ESPN2 where they were doing all the talking about it. And there was a, there was a stretch there from... Maybe it was around one o'clock or something when they started talking about it until four. And I was glued to my TV again because I wanted to hear everything they had to say. But I, again, I, I kept reading it and I saw Kobe Bryant and I saw dies. And it was it was all in one sentence, but it was it was like it was completely separate because I couldn't get my eyes to go past one word to the next without it skipping a beat and thinking that it wasn't real. So. I don't know if, if you guys were Kobe Bryant fans or not, but like I said, it honestly affected me and probably still is a little bit just because you can't go anywhere without seeing something. I, I, re- I recorded every show the next day on ESPN that I wanted to hear kind of what they said about it. 
I recorded, they replayed his last game. I recorded that. And like, those are going to be things that I never delete off of, yeah. off of my DVR because like I said, it, it affected me way more. And it's, it's just hard for me to think that this guy who's 41 years old, who was such a huge part of my life growing up is now just like gone. Yeah. So I don't know. The, Do you guys- the, su- the suddenness just like out of the blue, like, yeah, like, I was just seeing like your legs are just like yeah. cut out from under you. I literally maybe it wasn't Sunday morning, but Saturday night I was just watching the video of him giving his sh- the a pair of shoes to LeBron as he was approaching this record, and I just was like LeBron just said, "Oh man, I need those, I need those," and he was like signing this autograph, and I was like, "That just happened." So like how how can it go from this being a part of one of the biggest sports stories with LeBron James to now? It's just gone. Yeah. Like It was, like, strange because the night before, I was watching the 76ers playing yep. Lakers, and then that was when LeBron had passed it, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about Kobe, and then also that was the day that my book came, and I, I was, like, reading through and, like, reading about Rocky Marciano, and I remember, yep. like, on Saturday, and I was telling you about that too, but yep. I was like, nothing that – like Roy Holiday when he was with the Phillies, that was yeah. Yeah. a big deal to me. Or Reggie White, you know, and some of those people. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, and they were great. And anytime somebody, anytime somebody dies, it's terrible, and especially yeah. when it's early. But it never has it been where it's like you're talking about an all-time yeah. great or like a know? universal thing. Right. Like I, right. I was not really into the NBA when when Kobe, you know, first entered. I just <clears> remember it being a story and this you know, is, is a huge deal. Like, Oh, this guy's not going to go to college and, and, you know, he's going to go straight to the NBA. And, and there was even like some talk and chatter about, well, why would he do that? He's not going to have any sort of education. He's just going to go play sports. And, um, I think what people have realized 20 years into his career, I think is about how long he played is that mm-hmm. this dude probably didn't need like a college education. He's pretty much a genius. Yeah, um, speaks three languages. Yeah. In his own right. And he's Italy. Yeah, just one of these guys that won an Oscar. Just universally, I wouldn't even, not not necessarily universally loved, but just universally like respected for being a genius at the thing that he did. And so I I think I got texts from two different people at the same time about it. And I read them simultaneously and it was almost like, like I lost my balance. Like just to have something that is, you know, he had been just a common thing for 20 straight years and all of a sudden that thing is just ripped away from you and I I think we've all at some point in our lives had something happen where it just feels like something was there and all of a sudden it just vanished and it's gone and mm-hmm. um, that to me was kind of the the most lingering thing and that and the fact that he died at 41 was that his age yep he spent half of his life like working his butt off every single day to try to be the best he could possibly be at something. And then he gets done with that and he wants, you know, his plan is to live comfortably and spend as much possible time as he can with his kids. And that that's the point where I had to I just stopped watching or listening to anything just because it's it's too heartbreaking. I I'm the type of person that just sort of turns away from it and tunes it out when it comes to that. Well, and just to kind of build off that, like the whole helicopter idea was Kobe's because it was the fastest way to get to the gym, do his workout, yep. and then get home to be with his family. 
he'd go, uh, you know, get a workout in on the helicopter, get back, take his kids to school, go back to the gym, fly back to two uh, you know, pick his kids up from school. And so, like, just the ultimate family man. But you don't really see that. You see his hard work and all that stuff, but you just assume, you know, the family gets pushed aside. But to have all those positive stories come out after the fact is, I mean, it's awesome to hear, but the circumstance is just terrible. Yeah, and we obviously didn't even mention the fact that you're on a helicopter with your daughter on your way to a game that you kind of built your life around now, the greatest NBA one one of the greatest NBA players in the world now is is flying all over the place and going from here to there just to coach a 13 year old girls basketball team and like I, I saw pictures because obviously when Kobe Bryant shows up to a basketball tournament it's a huge deal so all these kids that were at this tournament that that he was supposed to be at were obviously planning on having an awesome experience of meeting Kobe Bryant probably taking pictures and then boom like somebody has to tell all these kids that he's not coming and like that's that's a hard thing for me to kind of again wrap my head around and if you start to kind of put yourself in that same position you'll you'll drive yourself crazy on like what what would your last moments be like if you knew it was over and and you were you had your your family or your daughter or your son in in the clutches of your arms and it's just crazy to think about and like I, I know he wasn't obviously the the perfect guy but like there's and I didn't even really realize it until now, but like I remember exactly where I was uh, when Derek Fisher hit the shot with 0.4 seconds uh, to beat the Spurs that year, and that was a Kobe Bryant thing. And I, I know exactly where I was. I was laying in my bed at my house in Shadron at the motel when I saw under the ticker that he uh, was now being accused of everything that happened in Colorado. And like, there's just some, some seminal moments in my life that I can remember vividly and it was all kind of built around this guy obviously I never met I was just a huge fan of and like I said it's just kind of crazy and and I guess every generation probably has something like that or every fan has something like that but uh, I saw somebody tweet and it was probably a little sarcasm and probably more sad than it probably should be but it said that uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi in their passing brought a country and brought a world closer in 48 hours yeah. than anything else had in a generation just right. because like that was it's kind of a cool feeling with it wasn't so sad of just how everybody rallied like seeing all those NBA players how much they were influenced by him and uh, just everybody that that knew him and just the hard work and like I said he hadn't been playing for a while and I kind of just he was always a guy that I really admired, but you kind of lose some of that immediacy since he wasn't playing. And so now, like, I've even thought crazy ideas because, like I said, everything that you hear now is like, man, should I get a Kobe, like a Mamba tattoo? Just because I, I love the the way that he kind of carried himself. Like, hard work is going to make you perfect. And, like, just some of the quotes that I've read is just like, uh, my mind can't comprehend failure it's yeah. like it, it just it doesn't work for me it's like if I'm I'm never gonna look at myself and say I fail it's just I'm gonna keep working and another one that I, I read because I was I was trying to decide what quote I wanted to put on this thing that I'm buying and the one I went with is nobody hates the good people or the the good players everybody hates the great and so I was just like no I can't even remember exactly how I put it on there but 
like I said, the, over the last three or four days, I was just like, man, I I really admire this guy regardless of anything that he might have done on the negative end. Like, I honestly don't care because he was such a big influence yeah. without obviously even being around him ever. But right. And I guess optimistically, the things, thing that I've kind of taken away from it is that he was at the end of his life doing the things that he wanted to do with the people that he wanted to be yep. doing them with. And mm-hmm. so I guess that's kind of maybe uh, something that could be uplifting. Yeah, definitely. After that is, you know, life is short, absolutely. And so let's let's maybe make sure that we're doing the things that we want to do with the people that, that we want to be doing them with. Yeah, and this isn't obviously going to be a, a wound that, that heals quickly because in a couple of weeks, it's going to be all-star break yeah. for the NBA. And I'm assuming it's going to be all brought up again, and it's all—it's going to be very emotional then. And uh, the craziest part is, is this summer he was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And like you think about Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech, and yeah. you think about all these guys' Hall of Fame speech, and now Kobe Bryant's not even going to be here for his. So it'll be really interesting because the NBA typically does some really cool stuff to kind of honor those type of things. So then it's, you're just going to be starting to kind of catch your breath again, and then boom, it's going to hit you with another wave. And then it just, it's probably not going to be anything that uh, people get over quickly. But I, like I, as hard as it is, there's so many cool pictures floating around of him and his daughter. And just like I said, his, his quotes about how happy he was after playing with being with his family, and it's just cool. And uh, like I said, it's, that's really what's kind of, I've taken a whole week from Sunday till now just absorbing everything that I could because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a this is a this is a bad example but it's kind of like a car wreck because I I just can't take my eyes off of it. I know it's bad and I know it's probably not even good for me. Like on Sunday I just had to stop watching it and go take my Christmas lights down right. cuz like too much but uh no I just obviously this is usually a, a podcast that we joke around in and hopefully we're going to get to we'll that get to here that. in a second but I just felt like if we were talking sports, this was about my only outlet besides people that I've been texting and calling. and just So I figured I'd let you guys uh, hear me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're here for. All right. So transition. <laughs> All right. It's uh, Super Bowl week. Football. Football. But before we get into the Super Bowl, which is going to be the kind of the main topic of conversation, uh, it kind of feels like the last piece of the college football season finally finished as we, we kind of shift from college football to college football draft and it was the senior bowl that was on Saturday and so obviously if you think about who's being drafted at the top of the board most of the guys that you kind of know are either uh, underclassmen sophomores to redshirt juniors or whatever and so uh, there weren't as many big names and a lot of the seniors even kind of sit it out like Joe Burrow decided he wasn't going to participate but just a couple of things Justin Herbert quarterback from Oregon Ended up not only getting the game MVP, but I didn't even know they voted for like a practice player of the week. And Justin Herbert won both of those. And then just on more of a Nebraska level, your boy Lamar Jackson participated. Running around looking good, I bet. And then Darian Daniels also represented Nebraska. So as I was looking through a lot of the the rosters, there were some names that you obviously kind of know and recognize. But for the majority, it's, it's a lot of guys maybe chance to turn themselves from a fifth round pick to a third round pick or something like that so Danny I don't know how much you watched of it but I know uh, Brandon and and Andy kind of have a, some some takeaways from it so fellas 
what are your takeaways from uh, the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama? Um, like when I go to these one or like watch these, I just kind of think of like what players I want to watch and that I'm excited to see. And so like even just a little bit before that, um, I put I have like from the East West Shrine game, Elijah Riley, who's a corner from Army, and uh, could potentially be in the NFL, yeah. you know, played against a lot of teams. And uh, he was uh, he was the captain for his team on that game, which I thought was pretty cool. Had like five tackles. And then in the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, uh, Cole Christensen, linebacker from Army, uh, he they called him Captain America. And uh, he had like five tackles and had a pretty decent uh, fumble recovery that he returned from away. But then uh, to the Senior Bowl uh, on this last one, uh, Justin Herbert, I've got to watch him play live. And so I, I root for him. You know, I, I still like to hope he does well. You know, I, I like the Ducks. And uh, he, I thought he looked really good, uh, especially first half. I thought he was had one of the better performances of that. Um, and really all the Pac-12 quarterbacks, uh, the guy from Colorado did some good things. Uh, from The one from uh, Washington State, right? He, yeah. he played pretty well. Um, so I liked seeing that. The pass rush, like on every single thing you look, it was like the, the whose draft stock rised. And it was like every pass rusher. And I don't know if it's because they did so well or because the O-lines for both sides played so poorly which is hard to do in those settings well it's kind of interesting just to add how those senior bowls and things like that have really started to match the nfl game where Mm -hmm. it's based on the quarterback play it's based on your receivers but maybe more importantly it's based on those edge rushers and how they can dominate those tackles and get to the quarterback absolutely what's your story on watching herbert play live uh well, like one of the games I was most I've seen him play uh, versus the Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah. Like live as in in the stadium. Uh huh. Oh, at, okay. at, right. At not like at a Eugene, but at Boulder. Okay. And then so like, you went to Boulder to watch mm-hmm. Oregon, Oregon see. Wasn't yeah. like he was watching him in person do a little quarterback workout. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I was wondering if you w- actually went to a game and yeah. sat in person and watched him the, play. That's what I was wondering. About. I don't know if you would say this is like. Cool. But to what I think would be the coolest I think one, it's cool. with thanks, would be uh, when they played at Wyoming Cowboys and Josh Allen was playing there. And uh, Josh Allen was like a senior, and then Herbert was maybe a sophomore or yeah. junior yeah, or something that like right. that. And played way better than Allen, you know. And I was like, geez, this guy is pretty good. And you were, Allen was getting a lot of accolades at that time. So it's kind of cool to say, you know, I got to be at a game yeah. where they were playing against oh, each I think other. I think it's cool how you always end up making trips to different places to watch different teams. They're just for that experience. And that's not, that's fun. not, I'm not trying to get into us taking a trip yeah, I was gonna say, anywhere. Without us too, but which is the worst got, part about it. Just what do you got planned for next year? Um, Anything in the, in the, in the works? I'd like to go Navy Air Force just because that's the last of the leg of the academies of the, academies of the series for the, Jeez, what's it called? Commander in yeah, Chief. Yeah, thanks, Commander in Chief. Wow. But, uh, like, I, because I've seen Army, Navy, I've seen Army, Air Force a few times, and so I'd like to see Navy. I feel Air like Force. there's a famous picture of you and a certain celebrity at the Sergeant. Army. Sergeant Slaughter. The oh, Sarge. The Sarge. Yeah. Um, a couple other players I had on here that I was, I don't know, like as excited as you could be about for a kicker Georgia Southern's <laughs> kicker, Tyler Bass. 
He's pretty good. I think out of all those people, here's my, I don't know if this is a bold pick, but out of all of the players there, he's going to have the longest NFL career. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he kick like a 60-some yeah. yarder? Did Nebraska have any kickers he's there? He's good. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. So very few th- very few names stood out to me, but I, I will if you want to have just a little gentleman's bet here. Uh, a, a name that I saw that stood out to me just because I can't get over the way he looks in a f- pair of uh, shoulder pads. I think it's Georgia's kicker, Blankenship, the one who always oh, wears Rodrigo. Rodrigo. The, the He's good Coke too. bottle glasses. So if we're going to have. Was little, he there? Yeah, he was. Yeah, the he was. So okay. if we're going to have a little battle of the, the kickers, my, my boy Blankenship will. Uh, yeah. We'll take that back. I, like, I feel on. like he's been at Georgia for like a decade. Yeah. And I, I would have mentioned him, but I was, I've seen him. He did get all that. You know, so I yeah, was, I was going to say, he was yeah. like hero, but then I feel like watching this year, like there was he a couple of doinks that he had. Carolina, yep. He doinked a couple of late. So we have a Google Doc where we did all of our bowl picks. I think we should just add a new tab just specifically for this kicker bet. That you guys have, yeah. We so have to free. mark every everything we ever do. Well, and that that's going to be a, a bet that takes probably eighteen years to make <laughs> to see who actually wins there, because kickers are the one position that have a little bit of a longevity oh, with yeah. them. I actually have More a bet that I'm going to tell you guys about later that was a ten year bet, but that's just a little nice little tease. I might be able to one up you on that one. Well, I always like trying to one up person. <laughs> Like on a longevity bet? Well, no, just if you have a story about a bet that just made me think of something <laughs> that I have. Okay. But uh, Can't wait. I, oh, sorry, my bad. No. I, I also have two more. Yeah, uh, I, did, I have sorry. like two random comments on the Senior Bowl, so I'm going to let you talk real stuff <laughs> oh. first. So uh, I did put down UCLA's running back, Josh Kelly. Yep. He looked pretty good, and I didn't know how well he would do running against non-Pac-12 teams. And then uh, the other thing I put on there was uh, Josh, no, uh, God dang, what's his name? Uh, Logan Wilson, linebacker from Wyoming, that one from Casper. And uh, he grew up a Bronco fan, and apparently the Broncos interviewed him while they were down there. So Mm. I put his name down on there because people thought his practices and everything led to good things, and he could be... We could be one of your Denver Broncos right. down the road. So that's all I had for it. Andy, do you have anything to add? Some of the things I like watching, and at least looking through when I look at the rosters, is just kind of the small school love. And uh, specifically with the Senior Bowl, uh, the D2, the Rhine. I don't know what that their mascot is. Is that a school? And they're in, in like, North Carolina. I don't know what you just no, said. No, that's the college, Lenore Rhine. I just thought it was a cool name. That is pretty cool. Second thing is kind of a little bit that kind of drives me nuts. So the North Squad had teams made up from (laughs) Wake Forest, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Miami, Ohio State, Washington, and Houston. That's the North Squad. The Miami one stood out to me. I'm like, wait, I thought I was on the North Squad. The South Squad had Pitt, Penn State, Oregon, Colorado, Cincy, and Ohio State. So Ohio State State had guys on both teams. Like, I don't know how, like, what's going on here? Something like Legends and Leaders doesn't sound like too bad of an idea then. Yeah. It, this makes way more sense if it's <laughs> legends and leaders than north and south. That almost makes me think where they have a pool of players 
and it's kind of like a, a backdoor draft. It where, should be a draft. And I, I think it probably is, but since like there was two Nebraska guys. Uh, if we can't get this guy, let's it, go to the next guy. Ah, oh, it, it's got to it, be Rarely would the North win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. if, uh, yeah, if, if you take one Nebraska guy, that's a package deal. So then at the end, you just have to bounce them out. But. Except for the Ohio States that are on separate team. But oh, I, were just, they? I yeah, just noticed that. Ohio State's on two, both sides. Yeah. So then I like, when I started, I was like, oh, maybe I could see like it's a kind of a winding because of how many they fit and needs and stuff like that and then all of a sudden it's here and here are the yeah. exact opposites but that's all I got we're Just, about to get into I the analysis from two guys that didn't watch the game at all yeah I, I'm gonna say I'm passing on this one nothing just like I want to hear these I already thoughts. gave you my my Justin Herbert won the practice player of the week yeah. and the the game MVP uh, but no, I honestly don't have anything else. The jerseys, I guess, were terrible. I hate the jerseys. I, that was a question because did did you guys check out the Pro Bowl at all? Like those were some of the worst uniforms I've ever seen. I just told you that I spent my Monday doing, or my Sunday <laughs> oh, doing yeah. right. Sorry. I didn't watch much of the Pro Bowl. Jeez. I had no but people watching. I, I saw it no, like kids are watching it, which I was like, yeah, football. Let's watch it. And they were just hideous. Yeah. Like, why is the NFL so terrible? At uniforms. Yeah. Well, they don't have any alternatives, and it's like, did we talk about this? It was like a long-standing tradition, so they can't have. Yeah, but the only thing I know used to be blue and blue and yeah. red. And now usually what they're bright. They were green off and gold. Yellow. Is that a yeah, color? It, off gold. Yeah. <laughs> like was, uh, UCF gold kind of. Yeah. How were, so were the Senior Bowl uniforms pretty bad then? They they caught your eye at least like I I just saw the Reese's one and it was colors. like yeah it was it was like bright orange <laughs> but like yeah, kind really of a, Reese's peanut butter cups a red and then yeah which kind is of a weird brown. sponsor yeah the Reese's, the Reese's Senior Bowl yeah all, all I have is that uh, I was surprised too because the like the headlines that I remember reading were about Herbert which I'm kind of rooting for him because my son's named Harper but I've always called him Herbert or Herbie as a nickname. So I guess we're we're rooting for him. Is that just because it starts with the H? Like there's it, it, nothing really. People saying Harper over and over, it kind of started sounding like they were saying Herbert a little bit to me. So I just went with it. Nice. You don't have nicknames for your child? Yeah, but they usually are closer. Way cooler than mine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I kind of like Herbie. <laughs> Herbie Husker. Well, why'd you name him Herbie then? <laughs> Kirk Street. Yeah. He gets called yeah. Herbie. Yeah. But I do have an actual question for you guys because I by the time we get to like. All-Star games, Pro Bowls, I tend to just lose interest in them, except for the NBA All-Star game. For some reason, I love watching that just for the spectacle. But, like, what do you think the ultimate goal is for these players in playing in this game? Because I, I, would, I would have to assume all the scouting, all the tape that's already existing of them is there for teams to look at. They're all going to go through these interviews and the combine and everything else. So when you say, like, this guy was the best practice player. Maybe. What does that really mean? And what, what actually, like, you know, what's concrete about what happens as a result of, of like, microphone down? That was Andy. <laughs> Andy, microphone down. Didn't like my question? Uh, to me, I think the, the deal is seeing how they plug in, you know, how quick they can adapt to, you know, these styles of offenses and they try to throw as much at them and see, you know, that kind of thing. And I think also part of it, too, just getting a wise. lot of people, yeah, and uh, getting people around each other to see how they gel. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these or people pro have talent played versus around pro talent. these players for four years and now, you know, they're going to be with new people. Can they 
I think I, it would be important for me to know, do they get along with all kinds of people, right. you know? Not and, just and their these, teammates that right. they've been around for... And that kind of Yeah, thing. and I don't even know if it's just the, the quarterbacks, <clears throat> I guess, because I think O-line would be huge. Like, if yeah. you're bringing O-linemen from Wisconsin and then you're running in, in Pro Bowls or in All-Star games, they're probably more spread or at least more vertical offenses. Can, can the left guard from... Wisconsin actually pass block, and I think you see a lot of that stuff. But I can only assume that the complete O lines for both teams were all from Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a few Iowa or some Ohio State uh, worked in. But I guess my biggest thing, like I think during the week, that's where all the pro scouts and all the people are, are really eyeballing. I'm like, how do they look in drills? Like, how do they look coming in and out of routes? How do they break on the ball? Yeah. Honestly, I think player in players' minds in the game. First one is I got to get out of this game healthy. And yeah. second one would be if I could do something really cool while I'm playing, that's option number two. This is weird, but I wonder if, I mean, it's weird to think about. If you take away the game and if it was just like a clinic and practices, yeah. would you have more players yeah. be willing to go to yeah. those and get experience with those coaches but not risk yeah. injury at the game at the end? See, you and know? I think that's what the Pro Bowl should be. The, the funnest stuff that I watched with my kids was the non the non-pro the ball game, ball yeah, that stuff's fun, and you still get a, you get to see all your all the players up yeah, close. I like that about the All Star Weekend. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, and I guess just did so you like, notice how Russell Wilson was supposed to be the starting quarterback, but he's such a gentleman that he let Drew Brees start. How much of that was <laughs> Russell Wilson like? Hey. I won't put myself out there with the possibility of getting injured, but Drew Brees, you step in there and you take you take the hits. That's cynical me, but uh, I'd be I'd be worried about getting hurt. Yeah, I guess for me going back to the college game, get rid of that Pro Bowl. That's worthless TV anyway. Um, it's just how quick can they pick up the terminology? Just because yeah. every system has different words that mean pretty much the same thing. And so uh, how quickly can you process that? But also during the practice week, just the little things. Do you do your stretching right? Do you take care of your body on a day-to-day basis? Because they do. Are, those, are you asking me? Because no, <laughs> <laughs> no on both of those. I know. But, <laughs> but you do walk. Yeah, you're you can walk home. Every, every once, four years. once every four years. <laughs> Two years, if you will, for the midterm elections. So... As we kind of wrap up, the did I just cut Andy off in the middle of you something did. twice. And then I don't <laughs> Sorry, think he had guts finish to your finish thought, it. man. Let's go. No, that was it. You cut me off at the. Right. They cut me off at the perfect time and just <laughs> turn just, my mic. I'm off. just worried about your health. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> all right, so let's uh, let's shift gears to to the main event. All right, obviously uh, America's favorite holiday, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, usually we kind of spend a lot of time really deep diving into who we think has the best offense or who we think has the best defense. But in the grand scheme of things, we, we are kind of this college football podcast. We're trying to build it up to be. Uh, so let's just dive right into it. We have 49ers and Chiefs. Uh, I think right now, or at least when I looked, the, the Chiefs were a one-point favorite. Uh, so let's just get our picks underway. Uh, Brandon, what do you think is going to happen in the in the Super Bowl here? All right, got a matchup of the two best tight ends in the NFL. That's pretty cool. How, how crazy is it that yeah. both offenses 
like breathe through the tight end. Yeah, it's pretty the tight crazy. Tight end lead and receiver and things like that. Let's let's say that uh, the Chiefs breathe through Patrick Mahomes. Let's not get too crazy. <laughs> I know, but here. Travis. I mean, granted, Travis Kelsey wasn't the greatest fantasy asset, but he still leads the team in receiving yards and receptions. Both teams well, are when like your quarterback really... can keep the ball for like thirty seconds yeah. and then find someone to dump it off yeah. to. It's Is likely that him that... having the greatest O line or him just being a stellar athlete. I don't know. That's too looking, detailed of a question. Looking at their stats, Garoppolo is not really the dink and dunk. You know what I mean? Like yards per completion and the attempts. And a lot of things are very similar to Mahomes. But main difference, Mahomes is just dropping back and throwing all the time. Their offenses are similar, but the 49ers just have a lot more rushing yards. So they obviously get theirs with a lot more play action and stuff. I look at the game like this. So if what are both teams going to try to do? Kansas City wants to throw the ball and outscore their opponent. The only, no team really has has ever stopped Andy Reid's rushing attack more than Andy Reid. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and then on the other side, an Eagle and this fan. is from, uh, you know, and I appreciate all the things he did as an uh, Eagle coach, but it would get frustrating, you know. And uh, on the other side, 49ers, they want to control the clock and all that kind of stuff. 49ers are averaging over 30 minutes per time of possession. And, uh, That's the, over half the game. Yeah, over half the game. And you got the Chiefs averaging under half the game. So even if the Chiefs do, I know they're favored by a point or whatever they were last Point week, and a half now. 1.5. All the money. It's about to the change other way. after this. But if they do what they're, what they're trying to do, they're not eliminating what the 49ers are trying to do. You know what I mean? They're trying to control the clock, trying to run the ball, kind of trying to wear out the other team. And I think if the 49ers keep those long drives going and they keep their pass rushers and that defense rested, and I think they'll make enough stops, and I think I think the 49ers will win because they can run the ball when they need to. Yeah. If, if the Chiefs need to, Andy Reid will still not do it. And, uh, and I think the 49ers are just... I think they're built more for success late yeah. in the year. And I, I could be wrong. I don't know. How much of your pick is just sort of a little Andy Reid pessimism? Because it sounds um, like a little of that coming through. Not too much. Like, it, had the Eagles not won a Super Bowl, I'd be hoping that the Chiefs yeah. lose so bad. But now that the Eagles got one before Andy Reid, I'm, there's a lot of Eagle fans out there like, you got to root for Andy. And I'm like, no, if I was a Chiefs fan, I would root for Andy. Yeah. But I'm an Eagles fan. I don't root for any other team. I'm just going to enjoy the game. You know what I mean? So I think... I th- that's my, where I'm going with it. I'm saying narrow victory, 49ers because they run the ball. No, they'll do what they've been doing, and the Chiefs will be doing what they've been doing, but they won't have time to come back later. Boom. Yeah. Just to build off what Brandon was going to say, uh, just with the fact that San Francisco's defense, they have four, four defensive ends who have six and a half sacks or greater. An embarrassment of riches on that. No kidding. Well, front. but when you pick top two or three every year, you're going to get some good defensive of, players. Yeah, that's a good know? point. Um, but, you know, I just think, again, what Brandon said, they're both very similar, but they go about it in different ways. Uh, San Francisco, downhill. Uh, we think Kansas City very much more p- big play. Um, mm-hmm. They'll do a lot of the same kind of power scheme, but they'll have an orbit motion with the receiver going out, thrown to the flat as well, um, just to give it a kind of an RPO look with it. Um, but I, I think Brandon hit the nail on the head there with San Francisco's defense is great at rushing the passer. passer. That's what Kansas City is going to do. San Francisco is good at running the ball and then play action. 
it's kind of tough to play both of those. So I think San Francisco wins as well. Dang. Wow. Uh, That's going know. against more more ESPN personalities have picked the Chiefs than the 49ers. So. Well, San Francisco, you know, they know what it's like to lose. Kansas City only knows what it's like to lose when it matters. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever. Family's all KC fans. I so I'm, I'm just going to come right out and say I think the Chiefs are going to win. I, just, I guess I'm hoping for the team I think that would be the most fun. I think if the 49ers are going to win, it's got to be a certain type of game. And I think if the Chiefs are going to win, it's going to be another type of game. And I think the Chiefs version of a win is going to be just a more of a, a better one to watch. You think about the Texans game when they're down 24 to nothing and just to see that offense just engage. Like I, I, at the time I was like, geez, what's this guy doing? But uh, they were down 24 to nothing. Tyreek Hill had this deep crossing route that he got, he actually, it was an incomplete pass. He went up for it and got drilled in the back from the safety. And just right after that, he was up and clapping and he was just so amped up that uh, it's just one of those things that I just uh, I, I just really want the Chiefs to win because I think they play a more exciting brand of football. Uh, I do think that just because I watched them destroy the Packers twice and I've seen, seen how they uh, uh, dominated the Saints' offensive line, I, I am worried that the pass rush can be a little bit frightening, but I also think the athleticism of Mahomes and just how he Mahomes can just awesome. he can just keep dropping yeah. back and him dropping back and compared to Drew Brees dropping back uh, is night and day difference. Drew Brees drops back and every step he takes back, that's a yard or two that he can't throw the ball on yeah. the back end where. Mahomes has 10-step dropbacks, and he can still throw it 70 yards on the money. So You guys listen to Dan Orlovsky at all when he's on ESPN or anything? His Twitter feed's pretty good. Because he was talking about, like, he is already going out there saying Mahomes is going to be the best quarterback that ever I think he ever is, lived. too, if he stays healthy. And one of his big points was that most quarterbacks use their eyes to move defensive yeah. backs. And Mahomes will actually use his feet. Like, he'll move in certain ways knowing that he's getting the defense to move in a certain way so that he yeah. can, you know, fire a shot in there. And his arm is ridiculous, well, too, the yeah. angles and the way that he can throw. These these NFL teams play against 31 other quarterbacks. When they roll right, the whole defense can shift right because they have – like, the quarterback won't be able to make a lot of those throws back yeah. across the field. And, geez, Mahomes can make any throw off of one foot, off of two feet. Sometimes he's in the air and he throws it off of no feet. Uh, as long as he ends the game healthy, I think the Chiefs are going to win. So, uh, Danny, what's, what's, your, what's your pick looking Dude, like? So are we, do we have to make a pick? Well, it is Super Bowl, so you would assume that, yes, a pick has yeah. to be made. So I – I want to see an exciting down-to-the-wire game, obviously. Are you just going to say Rasheed Wallace? I just hope both teams play hard. Both teams <laughs> play it hard. I'm going to assume they're both playing hard. I'm going to make, I'll make a pick. Who wants it more? <laughs> Any others? <laughs> you got Just put your hand in the dirt and yeah, get I'll, a hat on a hat. Hat just, on a hat. Just like <laughs> I have the last two times. If one comes to my head, I'll interrupt you. And say <laughs> Please that. do. I don't even know what I was saying, but um, – it got me curious because I was thinking if it's going to be down to the wire at the end of the game, that means that the Chiefs are probably going to have the ball when the game ends 
and Mahomes is probably going to do something fantastic. Here's one for you. Do you think whoever has the ball last is going to win? That's not always the case. Could I'm be asking a, you. Could that. be a tie. You know what's weird? Like, thinking about it, you know, what's the, I don't know, like thinking the 49ers defense is the strength of their team still, even though they run the ball really well. You know, they would probably say, I guess they'd probably want to run the ball out, but they would feel good about their defense making the stop if there was two minutes left. But then the Chiefs would feel good about, yeah. you know what I mean? About like, having the ball. Both teams, it's just The kind of, unstoppable force yeah, versus the immovable like I'm, object. I'm so excited to watch this game. Uh, here's my only thought is that I love NFL football. I probably, you know, a few years back was a bigger fan of NFL than I was college. It didn't doesn't mean I know anything about it, but um, I just – kind of find it a little bit more interesting there's a little bit more stability with rosters and you kind of get to know the players and the teams um a little bit more so the super bowl has always been something i get really excited for uh the, the whole spectacle of it the whole show i think we may be talking about commercials later just the kind of the, the social aspect of it and it was it was stressful over bowl season to have picked all these games and to be like playing against you guys and the coin. And like, I really had a rooting interest in every game, regardless of who the teams were. And I kind of want to just watch the Super Bowl for entertainment without really caring who's going to win. Um, I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I don't necessarily like the Chiefs so much, but um, how can you not like Mahomes? So I'd love to see him do all of the things that he does. Um, about maybe three or four weeks ago, as the, as the playoffs were beginning, I remember saying, man, the, the 49ers are really good, but they're not a team that I'm interested in watching. Like, I don't really know what they do that's super exciting. I, I do wish I had um, Debo Samuel on my fantasy team this year because he kind of he stepped up big. But um, ultimately, I guess I'm going to pick the 49ers for Ooh. reasons. Three to one. For reasons that I'll prob- probably explain, explain later if we have some time, but it turns out – um, upon examining my past growing up, I'm kind of a 49ers fan, and I didn't really even realize it. So if I had to pick a team, I'm picking the 49ers. What I really want to see is just a fun, a fun, entertaining Super Bowl. Yeah, I know I've mentioned it to you guys, and everybody loves to talk about a, a bet or a prediction that they didn't make public until <laughs> after the fact. But uh, Raheem Mostert does kind of scare the living daylights out of me if I'm if I'm picking the Chiefs and hoping for the Chiefs because I watched him destroy the Saints and he just seems like he's so fresh where he's playing against guys that have played 17, 18, 19 weeks in the NFL and he just seems fresh. Yeah. And then you already mentioned Debo Samuel, you you have Emmanuel Sanders, like it feels like the skill position guys of the 49ers you could almost say are on par with the the Chiefs which not a lot of teams can. Uh, but they do it very differently, though. Oh, yeah. like And they always talk about... You know all about the Chiefs, yeah. but then also Monster came out nowhere yeah. like late in the season. Yeah. I mean, I had T. Scotch, whatever his other numbers are in his Twitter name, uh, he asked me during the uh, during his fancy football run if he should start, if he should sign and start Monster or whoever some other guy was. <clears throat> I didn't even know who... This Mozart, uh, yeah. Monster, whatever yeah. his name is. Well, a lot of teams didn't really know who this guy was. Yeah. Either. <laughs> seven seven, not, teams, seven yeah. teams cut him and never gave him a carry. And so, so it has sorry. to have a lot to do with coaching and scheme yeah. and everything else. And right? they, like obviously they're, they're really talking up Kyle Shanahan now, and I think that maybe kind of plays into 
my Chiefs pick a little bit because they're talking up Kyle Shanahan the way they talked up Sean oh, McVay yeah. last year. Let's and I, I do think point. Kyle Shanahan does some really awesome stuff, and they always – they always say that his specialty is just finding the finding the numbers and yeah. always having one more guy to block than defense has to stop. And it's obviously, if you watch if you watch the the Packers game, it always seemed like they were just getting these huge holes. And it was a lot of just they motioned the guy at the right time, and then sometimes they pitched it out to yeah. Debo Samuel, and then sometimes Debo Samuel just turned into the lead blocker, and Mostert was running underneath of him. Well, so. and the fact that Debo Samuel as a rookie. We'll get that end around yeah. and take it for six, seven, eight yards. And then the next play, lead block and hit a corner or hit a safety rolling yeah. down and be the lead blocker shows you a lot about the buy-in. Yeah, and yeah. so, like I said, I've, it's it's a really good game. I know, Brandon, you typically take the Monday off afterwards. Are you, is that a tradition you're yep. keeping? keeping it. I, I don't want to – if you're sick, I, it's one thing. But no. I think you actually play this one honestly. I, yeah, I put a personal day in a couple months ago for it. And there's been a couple of, and we'll get into the Super Bowl commercials just shortly here, but there's been a, a couple of commercials that they're paying to, to show about how like 15 million people take the Sunday after the Super Bowl off and how it needs to become a national holiday and stuff like yeah. this. And like you think about it, at some point, somebody just had to randomly decide, all right, George Washington's birthday is going to be a day off. <laughs> and so like when was the last time that uh, – that we got a new federal holiday. Like I think oh. it's time, and I think a new the, holiday. The, yeah. the, the, the we got. I'm good with it as long as we get it off from school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. If, if everybody, if all the post offices are closed, but we're still at yeah, school. Yeah, like a work day or whatever. Yeah. I don't want that, and then I won't be able to take it off. That's yeah. why I don't want the Super Bowl moved to later. You know, like they're saying. And it would be like one of those holidays where the kids get off the yeah. window and then it's the deduct if you take it off. And then that's that's the end of a dream there. That's end the of end era. of the dream. Yeah. Well, our our Congress has been pretty busy lately, and I don't know that they're taking a lot of time out of their schedule <laughs> to, to name new holidays. And priorities more on yeah. Super Bowl holidays. This, this goes back... Call your congressperson. <laughs> <laughs> This goes back to my theory, and I'm sure I've told everybody this, but I know I've told Danny this a bunch of times. It's like a snow day. Our Congress needs to take this like a snow day where, you know what? It's just going to boost morale. Morale purposes. Yeah. Uh, yep. for, for no other reason. Like, do we need the Monday after Super Bowl off? No. But you want to know it's going to boost the morale of the country? A new holiday where people don't have to work. Okay? Sometimes so, it's cool just to be nice. Yeah, you're, you're I always gonna... say, like... I always tweet out on the, on the nightly we're getting some snow. It's like, possible morale booster. Let's see if they take advantage of it. And nine times out of ten, they don't. If, but, we're, if we're rearranging schedules, then I'm going to throw in, let's have Halloween on the last Friday of the month. There's no reason why it just needs to be randomly on like a Tuesday or something. I mean, we can move Easter every year. Why don't we yeah. move Halloween every year? And then the would, you rather have the, the would you rather have Monday be a federal holiday after the Super Bowl or just put the Super Bowl on Saturday? I would... I would think either one would be okay. To me, it seems like it would be easier to move it to a Saturday, but we can send a man to the moon, but we can't move a freaking Super Bowl whoa, to whoa, a Saturday. Whoa, 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 We don't, so don't know. know oh, here we go. Getting conspiracy oh, sorry, guy going. Sorry. All right. We can film a, like there was a man. <laughs> yeah, we can make it look like we went to the moon, but we can't move it to Saturday. Do you guys exactly. remember the Key and Peele skit where they had the guys going through the introduction of the, the football game yeah. with all the... I mean, the, the 49ers have some quality names. Can I just read a few Debo of them? Debo Samuel would fit that bill. Debo Samuel, Raheem Mostert, 
Um, Kyle, how do you say that guy's name? Scherzik. Is that what it is? The fullback? Yeah. Um, that with an N? And then my favorite one, I think he's a 49er. It's like Jaquizki Tart or something like that. Like if you, <laughs> if you were to go through the 49er, yeah, Jaquizki Tart, he's a safety. Like they have some great key and peel names on the Niners, so I think that's probably another – that's the other reason why I'm – why I'm giving them the edge. Why are you all looking at me like that? <laughs> I don't know. There's an inside joke that I missed. Uh, all right, so we're still staying on the, the Super Bowl here, but uh, let's, uh, let's kind of shift gears a little bit, all right? Uh, obviously, we, we don't condone betting, but the, the prop bets that they sometimes come up with are, are pretty fun now. You can, you, can bet on, uh, you can bet on the coin toss. You can bet on who scores the first touchdown, but those aren't really the fun ones that I like to look at. Uh, here's just the first one, and then as I'm kind of scrolling through finding the next one, I want you just to, to kind of take your picks here. All right, first bet. What color will the Gatorade be that gets poured on the winning coach? We got red is the favorite, lime green, yellow is second, purple, orange, clear, or water, followed by blue being a plus 650. So if you're picking... Gatorade color. Where where are we going with? If the Chiefs win, it's red Kool Aid. I'm saying it's Kool-Aid. blue. Yeah, because Andy Reid looks like <laughs> no. looks like the Kool Aid guy. If uh, if hey, Chiefs you know win, it'll be pickle juice. Yes, we do. Remember <laughs> when the Eagles had the pickle juice game against the Cowboys and Andy Reid had all the players drinking pickle juice to keep from cramping? <laughs> God, I love, There's a good I Andy Reid story. What got dumped on Frank Solich in his bowl game this year? That was something good. Cheetos, Cheetos or French fries. Nah, I might have been French fries. French fries because of the potato bowl. No, nah, I'm going to say red, red. if we're, we're actually making picks. Yellow. Well, both teams are red, so red's probably yeah. the safest bowl. Yellow, blue. green, lime, whatever you said it was. I, I think you just picked three better. different colors. They're yellow, all together, though. Oh, okay. All right, here's another one. And this, like, people actually do research on this because obviously these people who sing the national anthem have sung it more than yeah. once. Demi Lovato, over or under two minutes, four seconds? Woof. I, when I read that one, I was, like, in my mind trying to sing it. And then, uh, and then I was reminded of when I was a kid. And I was, like, I didn't know, like, the words to the national anthem. I thought the word was... Donzerly. So I was oh, like, yeah. what's Donzerly like? You know yeah. what I mean? And I, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, so I did you get sidetracked? And, and then I never did time yeah. to think because I was thinking like Donzerly. I had to actually sing that song in my head like Donzerly. What part is he even talking about? But I don't know what a Donzerly like Two minutes is, seems short, but I also think she'll probably be a little nervous. I, I'm going to go under on that. I'm going over. She's going to hold out some. Well, I don't know. Do you, what do you know about Demi Lovato? She doesn't seem like one of those that draws out every, she's not well, like there's Mariah a, Carey, is she? I worry I'm going to forget Mariah the Carey words, be like so 10 I'm going to try to go a little faster, unless I have a teleprompter somewhere. There was a big controversy with these bets, and I don't know if it was the Super Bowl or not, but whoever sang this song, it had to have been the Super Bowl because this is kind of the biggest one that people bet on. But the lady sang the song and ended it, the Brave. And then, she, like, so the first Brave ended, but then she said, she, like, repeated Home of the Brave again. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the books were trying to say, nope, it ended under. Or whichever way that they're going to make the most money, they said, nope, she ended the first Brave, and that's that was the end well, of I always wonder about this one. If you're the singer, couldn't you just... 
Say, yeah, tell all your best friends, hey, I'm going to sing this yeah. in a minute 59. Right? Yeah. Well, and that's like they, on prop bets, they put limits. So even if you're doing that, the limits would be like 400 bucks or 500 bucks. You can't bet a million dollars on uh, prop bets just for that reason. Gotcha. Uh, so Demi Lovato's friends don't need to make a quick. Yeah. They're, if they make the money, it's, it's going to be chump change. But. Right. Uh, yes. It kind of goes. It kind of goes back, and this is off topic, but the the Jeopardy, the What's greatest. Top, what, what is the topic today? Prop bets, right now. <laughs> no, I mean, but the been great, off topic all day. <laughs> the greatest of all time, Jeopardy. Did any of you guys watch that? Nope. Uh-uh. Anyways, did you guys know that Jeopardy was pre-recorded months? Oh, well, I did hear about this thing. Yeah. So they were Someone like, tipped you, it off. yeah, you could bet on who was going to win the greatest of all time. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like all these, all this money started coming in on one particular guy, and so then they, uh, Bovada and everybody that you could vote on it or bet on it pulled it off because they assumed that somebody had leaked who was going to win. Uh, I just have a couple more, and then then we'll kind of move on. How many times will Alex Rodriguez be shown during the halftime show since J Lo is performing? The over under is set at one half. So if he's shown Whoa. one time, you win the over. Uh, will they show Alex Rodriguez? Leb- yeah. I mean, Lebatard show reference here, but I, I imagine all the guys on that show are going <clears throat> overs on that. Like, they have a prediction that it's all going to be just A-Rod on TV the whole time. I'm going to go under, just to go the exact opposite. Yeah, hmm. I w- it's, a, it's a coin flip. We're go- we got one <laughs> over, one under. I wish J-Lo and Shakira had some more popular, like, current songs because oh, I think it from the block matter. would be sweet 25 years later. I, I think it would be fun to kind of predict what song they were going to sing first, but none of these songs really stand out. Uh, here's one for the more risque listeners of that we have. That's a weird thing that you just said. Risque? <laughs> yeah. Well, here it is. Especially looking at the followers we have. Yeah. <laughs> Who will show cleavage during halftime show? Is it just Jennifer Lopez? Is it just Shakira? Is it both? Or is it neither? It's not neither. Somebody's got to show something. Uh, is, this, is this too hot for you? Andy Reid. <laughs> Andy Reid. <laughs> he has been working out so he can fit in that Miami shirt. Uh, one of them, as I was looking through here, was will Andy Reid wear a Hawaiian shirt for the Super Bowl, yes or no? No. 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 He wears the same He'll be cleaning exact- up to it, he will, but Brandon knows. Uh, He'll be... Here we go. Here's uh, exotic props. So I'm going to start up top because when Jeez. when this one came up, oh, this, hold on. Will <laughs> Nike release a commercial with Colin Kaepernick during the Super Bowl? Woof. Yeah. World War Three would start after that. I don't that, think they will. Sure. I, I say no. Will, no. He's not cool anymore to them. He's not cool? <laughs> He was to them for a while, and now he's old. Years. We just boiled down what could be like an hour and a half entire show about all the Colin Kaepernick stuff to just... Oh, no. Yeah. You just wait we'll here. over that. You just wait here. Here's another bet that you can make. Total Donald Trump tweets on February twenty or oh, February wow. 2nd. Over 13 and a half or under 13 and a half? Yeah, Is he going to be at the game? That's the next prop. Oh, Will Donald geez. Trump attend the game? Spoiler alert. Hmm. He's been going to the big events yeah. lately. He's, well, there's a, he's, he's got going, a hotel in or near Miami, right? He's going. So I'm going to say during it, it'll be under. Under? Yeah. No, this is throughout the whole day. Oh, that's over. He puts out a lot of tweets. Will the winning team visit the White House? Uh, selected ones will. I think. Selected ones. I almost yeah. feel like that—that's kind of ending. Like that, 
Like people just don't. If I were really him, I would just anymore. be like, "No, uh-huh. you're not invited." You know what I mean? If I was invited and it was a president who I didn't vote for and it was somebody I didn't like, and they're like, "Can't hey, want to come to the White House and meet me?" No. Yes. Yeah, yes, I'd go. I'd, I'd, I'd yeah, go to the man, White House no matter what. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, geez. Right. I mean, Kyle's been there a few times. A couple times. Tubers. Even if it was that, man. Jeez. No, we did go to the White House, and I think it was either the day before or the morning before we went, Alabama had just been there, oh, which wow. was would have been pretty cool. Like, like the Crimson Tide that Brandon just loves to root for? Yeah, this was one of the times What's when they the actually one? had four losses and made the national championship. Do you know what the only, <laughs> the only thing I think of Alabama visiting the White House is? Anybody? Uh, the McDonald's that yeah, one year? Dr. Pepper and Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of... <laughs> that hey, has Danny to be... the booby reference this week. Ah, no. Is there a line from that? I don't know. <laughs> but... Must I have myself about 47 <laughs> <Yeah>. Dr. Peppers. <laughs> That's got to be one of the best scenes of one of the best oh, movies yeah. ever made. I, I made yeah. our Twitter. We made a tweet. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like... Some of I really got great. pee. <laughs> Later, he had himself... Must have had himself about 47 Dr. Peppers. I love Dr. Pepper. Too. It's pretty good. All right, now this is one just because it, we've we've kind of joked around with Dabo Sweeney and and like when he does his his post game conferences. So this is one I actually want everybody to to kind of take a pick on. Who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? We have teammates, God, family or a family member, city, coach, owner, or none of the above. I'm going God. I'll go teammates. I, that's what I was going to say, teammates. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win, and I think the first thing he does is thank, thanks the fans of Kansas City. Mm. I think he'll say, glory to God first, and uh, thanks to all you Kansas City team <laughs> fans. He doesn't, that's not his voice at all, though. Yeah. And uh, my name is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, still, still not. And I'm doing an impression of Brandon <laughs> Peterson, doing an impression of me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so who's the Super Bowl MVP? Do you think it's Mahomes? Well, I'm picking the Chiefs to win, so I'm picking Mahomes to win it. Or does he say I'm going to Disney World? No, that's in a commercial right after. Yep. Well, like, which interview are you talking about? The immediate stick the microphone in your face? No, like, well, they on the field thing. They announced the MVP on stage. Okay, yeah. Just because, like, when Nick Foles won, he was on stage, and you know who the MVP is, is because it's the one or two people actually standing on stage. I'm going teammates. Okay, so I thought I thought you said somebody else. Uh, no, I said fans. You said God. Who'd you Teammates. say? Teammates. Yeah. All right, so we got a couple of different ones here. So again, I, there's so much pomp and circumstance around the Super Bowl. They like you could, we could dive into a whole conversation about prop bets, or we could really dive into the game. But obviously, that's not what we decided to do. No. No. <laughs> uh, just because when I think Super Bowl, besides obviously the, the championship football game, the next thing I think of is the commercials. Now, do any Super Bowl commercials of, of past time like stand out to you guys? Uh, the Bud Bowl for me, like back when yeah. they'd have Budweiser versus Bud Light or whatever, yeah. and the bottles played against each other. Some of the Dorito commercials have been great over the years. They've kind of taken, I think, control of like the the best ones. Was that how many years ago was that when every Super Bowl commercial was like super political and made like yeah. tried to make these huge statements? Like I think Super Bowl commercials just need to be light and fun. 
I feel like they've gone downhill recently. Lack yeah, of creativity and yeah. advertising nowadays. I, well, I, and I think, I think there's it. like there's almost so much pressure on them. Yep. Instead of just like having a simple concept and making it funny, they try to make it a full length film, trying to put all these intricate details in it. And people are, are like watching the Super Bowl during the commercials. They're refilling on nachos. They're they're yeah. talking. They're talking about what just happened. Like you just need something fun and light. I I really like anything that Budweiser does with the Clydesdales. I know the yeah. one mm-hmm. a couple of years ago they did the little puppy and the little pony. Like those are kind of cool. I think too. And anytime they do that, yeah. I I don't know. I I think maybe when we were when I was younger. And you were just used to sitting through commercials all the time, yeah. watching whatever show you're watching. And the Super Bowl comes along, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, these are entertaining. Like, yeah. let, you know, which one's your favorite? But I feel like maybe, maybe ten years ago, I would be thinking I was excited to see the commercials. Yeah. And then the Super Bowl would be over, and I was thinking, I. It almost, yeah, they they can't live up to the hype or the price that yeah. they demand so much. Like that's kind of like one of my yearly rituals is like kind of the week leading up to the Super Bowl is just you get on the the just the search engine to just say top ten Super Bowls of all time and you kind of see the same ones like yeah. the thanks Mean Joe when he tosses back yeah. the jersey the Coke the Coke commercials. you can see him early. You know, yeah, so which to me, it's kind of a buzz. Yeah, kill. and I, my pet peeve is like when somebody's there and they're like, I don't care about the game. I just want to watch the commercials. And then it's yeah. like, door. Yeah, yep. see you door. later. Now, Kyle, you the, mentioned. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the most influential one I think I ever saw was Will Ferrell with that old Milwaukee. And a week later, <laughs> I was like, yep. I think I'm going to go buy an old Milwaukee yeah. and see how it is. And just because of that commercial. What do you think? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> I like the the Bud Bowl is probably it like the high like the pinnacle for me they because it was cool. kind of wasn't it a story throughout yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl so and they cut back cool to it and yeah I bet you there were some prop bets on who was gonna win that there was but nothing that I found good and I was trying to scroll through them fast but a lot of the prop bets was uh, what's gonna be first a Coke yeah. commercial or a Pepsi commercial yeah. or what's gonna be first a Bud commercial or a Mick Ultra commercial and I couldn't Three find anything Jesus. good yeah. So Speak, that, we talked about dogs earlier. You know, you know what's on the TV most of the day leading up to the Super Bowl? The old puppy bowl. The puppy bowl. Oh, yeah. I was going to say a lingerie bowl, but it wasn't going to go <laughs> with what you had just kind of set it up as. Oh, geez, Kyle. Uh, Kyle, you mentioned earlier you like to get on the search engines. Yep. I could, what all different search engines are you using these days? See, I, I feel like most of the world's kind of gone. I couldn't think of what I wanted to say, so I just said search engine. <laughs> I still, about five times a day, I still type in yahoo.com <laughs> because I like it. It gives you the one big headline, and then it gives you, like, five stories that might be interesting. Huh? Shoot, and so, so users, user hits every day, five for Yahoo. Yeah. Nice. counting five uh, a day. And so it, it's kind of crazy. I, was just, I just happened to show uh, the kids in class this. Uh, it was a picture, and it said, like, the headline was, why you shouldn't put your feet up on the dashboard uh, when you're driving. And this picture was this lady had her feet up, and it wasn't even that big of a crash. Everybody else in the car just had minor bumps and bruises, but because she had her feet up on the dashboard and the airbag deployed, they they said that those things fly out at you at 150 yeah. to 200 miles an hour, and her left femur was snapped like a Ooh. twig, just about right up here mid thigh. Down her all night. And then uh, her right Jeez. leg. Uh, 
the femur was still intact, uh, still intact, but instead of kind of being in that uh, ball joint like it should be in your hip, it actually was like in the middle of her crotchular area. <laughs> And you could tell just because you can kind of see the skin outline. There was no skin outline on this bone. So that lead me, led me to think that her femur bone uh, had ripped through and was just like oh hanging out there. God. Nobody asked for this. And so it was just kind of one of those things that I happened to see from Yahoo. And therefore, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Yep. And I'll, I'll even give you the one point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, just got trying to put this college spin on um, this game. Who are the players that are in this game that kind of stood out in college football? Uh, Mahomes and Garoppolo are the two starting quarterbacks. And although they had good college careers, neither one of them had the type of, not even the type of season in terms of success. Maybe they had good yardage numbers, but the type of success that even Joe Burrow had this year, wow. uh, well, that's kind of a high standard. But even somebody like uh, Trevor Lawrence or anything like that. And uh, so they weren't major college standouts. Mostert played at Purdue, which I didn't even know. Probably watched him play in college. He had like, he, I know he had less than 1,000 yards. I think it was like six, 700 yards in Purdue. Uh, in, in his entire career. I might be wrong, so if you're going to fact check me, don't worry about it. Uh, and then last week he has 250 yards against the Packers, or two weeks ago. And yeah. so who are the studs that stood out? Who was a big college football player who's in the game? Who, what do you guys have? All right, real quick. This why is, is straight An- for Danny. Why is Andy staring this is at me? straight for Danny. What? Jimmy Garoppolo went to Eastern Illinois. Oh, Okay. Are you preempting who the Who was that the I quarterback? Who was the famous quarterback other than Jimmy Garoppolo that went to Eastern Illinois? Why are you asking me? Because I assume these two know it, and I want to see if you know it. Oh, the dumbest guy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I have no idea. No I, clue. I don't think Do you I, know? I probably, Tony Romo. Tony Romo oh, went to yeah, Eastern yeah, Illinois. Do idea. you know their mascot? Hold on. I'm asking you, the Andy. Panthers. Yeah, they are the Panthers. Yeah! I actually got a lot of things that I could quiz you guys on if you'll allow me at some point. But um, what was the question? <laughs> Just what football players that are playing in the game like stood out to you in college or like which studs? So like Kittle, he went to Iowa. I know he was good at Iowa. Tied in factory. But it wasn't Iowa. like he, he was dominating in Iowa like he just seemed to dominate right. the college or the pro she football league. What if I told you I scrolled through all the rock? <laughs> I scrolled what through all the rosters. <laughs> was this a 30 for 30? And looked at the notable names for each team, and I can honestly tell you the only one that I can recall actually watching play a game in college was Nick Bosa. I got That's uh, it. So on to you guys. I got a couple on here. Uh, being an Oregon fan, Eric Armstead, he was really good at Oregon. Um, DeForest Buckner, I got to see him play a couple games that I went to, and he's – one of the best like college football players I've probably ever seen like live. He was really good. Um, and then I did put down Nick Bosa. Uh, Chiefs, I put all Tyron Matthew, the honey badger from LSU. Yeah. He is and, actually going to be who I bring up later yeah. on. To see him be successful two places. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then I also put Sammy Watkins from Clemson. I remember at the time kind of wanting the Eagles to draft him. I mean, but then he wasn't had, a superstar. but And he's had an up-and-down career. Yeah, and to see but, him, he had a long touchdown in that Houston game that kind of brought them back in mm-hmm. and really solidified, hey, this is 
go the other way. Those are the only names I could really think of where I remember in college they were pretty good. Yeah, Tyron Matthew, which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, too. I, he almost won the Heisman. He, yeah. Was, yeah. he was a finalist for the Heisman, so obviously that well, kind of meant that he had a pretty big impact. He was kind of – we kind of talked about this last week, but he's another one who was very positionless. Yeah. Can we draft a nickel and corners early? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, he was going to play a little bit of linebacker, but he's so small – is he going to play safety, corner? What is he going right. to do? But, I mean, he has two sacks, 75 tackles. Kyle's over there just said he's going to talk about <laughs> Teron Matthew later. Sorry. All right, now it's later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm talking about when uh, when Brandon talks about his. Okay. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Yep. Any other names, or can I give you guys a short little quiz? Give us a little quiz here. All right. I just want you to name – did you look at my list? All right. Just shout out and, – and I actually think – you guys might know these, but I was just curious earlier, going through notable names and trying to figure out where they went to college. Okay, yeah. starting with the uh, with the Niners, uh, Debo Samuel, Oklahoma South State. Carolina, South Carolina, nice job. Second round draft pick, Emmanuel Sanders. SMU, SMU. Jeez, look at this guy, um, Matt Breda or Breda. I don't even really know how to say that name. Oregon State. No clue. Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Jeez, uh, that's a small school. Butler should have known that. Does anyone know their mascot? Georgia Southern. The Eagles. They're the Eagles. Um, I know that they had pink numbers on their helmet <laughs> from their bowl game. Well, that's because they're in the yeah. Cancer Bowl. Yeah. So Cancer Tevin Cancer Coleman's Bowl. a backup, and he used to be kind of a stud for the Falcons, right? Yeah. At least Indiana. Fan- fantasy wise. Indiana. Indiana. Yep. Do you remember him playing for Indiana? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah? He was good. Good job. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Raheem Moster was undrafted, by the way. Yeah. And yeah, seven teams seven teams have cut him. Not a single one ever gave him a carry. And the only of the difference well, maker... Get, those teams. Yeah. <laughs> They're not playing this week. They feel stupid. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure the Eagles were... Eagles had him first, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the only difference maker guy that I... Or sort of name that I recognize that was a first-round pick on that list of 49ers was Nick Bosa. Where'd he go to school, Danny? Ohio State. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I have the list right here, so <laughs> you're not going to catch me on these names. Um, Damian Williams. Now we're on to the Chiefs. Like, this is one that Mississippi you'll, State? you'll be surprised if you don't know. Georgia. He's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Undrafted. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Tyreek Hill. Didn't he start Small off in Baylor? West Alabama. West Alabama. I do think he started off in Baylor or you know something, like, something that. like that. Yeah, maybe. But like, okay, so that leaves some questions about him as far as <laughs> going to Baylor. Yeah. Uh, do you know Travis Kelsey, Central Michigan, where he went? His brother went to Cincinnati. Did he? He's Cincinnati. Oh, okay. See, yeah. I got to see right. So of the na- of the of the guys that I looked at, and I'll move on. You guys can talk about whatever you want to after this. But there were three guys drafted in the first round, three guys drafted in the, or undrafted. Um, what would you guess? Which college has the most players on these two rosters? Uh, I would say LSU or Oklahoma. I remember seeing a lot. LSU. Followed by Penn State and Iowa. So LSU has five guys that are – am I taking your No, topic? I'm just going to add to to it after that. Five guys that are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Penn State has five guys in the Super Bowl. Iowa has four guys. So these are, you know, Penn State, Iowa, 
have had some pretty darn good players, and so it makes you wonder, like, they haven't been competing for national championships, but they got a lot of dudes that are in the Super Bowl. So I, I know Danny's going to appreciate this because we both listened to the Levitard show. That was like a classic Stu Gotts, great Cody move, where we try to give you a signal off <laughs> off pod and off radio <laughs> to let you know that we that Andy was ready to speak, and then you called him out on oh. his little wave, <laughs> saying like, hey, this is supposed to be a... A nonverbal cue that I have something to say, and then you called attention to it. I was in my zone. <laughs> yeah, so just to I was build. reading off a piece of paper. How can I be like aware of what's going on? Well, in my he's not going to wave at you during the pod. We've already said our hello <laughs> right next to you. <laughs> Tap on the shoulder or something. So to build off of what Danny was saying about the breakdown, uh, so I just did the old SEC dominance and how they rank against the other conferences. There are 15 SEC players. I didn't count the kickers and the punters just because maybe, you know, Why? I should have. It, it just was, added five more minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that it skewed my numbers a little bit. But the SEC has 15 players, seven for Kansas City and eight for San Francisco. Hmm. Now there's a punter in there that plays for Kansas City who went to an SEC school, so I took him off. Uh, but the Big Ten had 16, nine for KC and seven for San Francisco. So... Still pretty even, but the Big Ten... You said those were starters? No, no, oh. just players okay. on the roster. But So just, you know, we think of the SEC as pretty dominant, but the Big Ten and Penn State and Iowa were yeah. clearly big ones. Yep. No, I think last last time we talked, we pretty much all... Well, I don't know if you guys agreed. I said that... <laughs> all of us, uh, Kyle. The SEC and Big Ten have, have reigned supreme. So obviously if you take those two conferences... And then compared to everybody else combined, I think you, that would kind of rule out to be the same. Uh, so, Brandon, why don't you uh, dive into some of our Twitter responses that we got? All righty. So, uh, on here, we posed the question on Twitter asking, like, some mem- or memorable uh, Super Bowl performances from people's favorite college players and that kind of stuff. And so... Um, last weekend they had like all the like 30 minute rundowns of all the Super Bowls you know and I turned on the TV and it was showing the Rams and I was like I wonder if this is the one where Vince Ferragamo was playing and and then it was showing him and I was like geez he played really good like and it was a pretty exciting game um, until like the very end and I was so I got thinking about that for this it was like will Nebraska ever have a quarterback who will be leading in a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, has has one ever been in a Super Bowl ever since Vince Ferragamo? I mean, I don't think so. I think there was one other. I was looking through a list, but I can I, I don't I don't know the name, but it was right around his time, I think. But other than that, I'm yeah. pretty sure the answer is no. So I was like, geez, that's pretty crazy. So anyway, uh, some of the things we had on here, um, Mr. Chrome, I put on there Danny Woodhead because – a shattering graduate myself and then uh, uh, Mr. Cromie put on there the same thing. He put down Danny Woodhead touchdown versus uh, the Giants in their Super Bowl. Giants ended up winning though. Um, and then another shattering grad, Brad Bonus. Just a pretty good uh, turnout from uh, the all Saturday State Eagles <laughs> with the sick. But a Don Beebe and like John Gruden, one time I was at a coaching clinic and John Gruden was saying his favorite play like he's ever watched in coaching and one of his favorite wide receivers he ever coached uh, when he, from his Green Bay Packer time. And he said was Don Beebe. And he showed, he showed that play where 
Uh, he runs down Leon Lett and punches the oh, ball yeah. off from there. Speaking of They're John, getting killed, but. speaking of John Gruden, have you seen that video of him where he calls like he's yeah. analyzing film? He goes, "Where'd Danny Woodhead go?" Everybody knows this, and other guys know. He goes, "Shad Ron State." No, he yeah. said, "As hard as State." was a hard knocks, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, I thought the Don Beebe one was a good one on there as well. So those were the. Pretty much the only things we got on there. Ferragamo. Wasn't it Don Beebe who had to wear like an extra layer on his helmet at the end of his career because he had so many concussions? Am I, I making that up or do you guys remember something like that? I'm not sure. Like he had this honest. extra large helmet because it had so much knowledge. Like an extra shell on top of it. <laughs> they had like they had a thing on TV one time where he and Brett Favre, I guess, went to. I think it was when Mike Holmgren was their coach, and uh, they showed up at his house uh, dressed up as each other for Halloween and started at the door, but like had kind of face disguises on and stuff and tried to get in and Holmgren was getting all freaking out and stuff. <laughs> and finally they start laughing and they show him that it was them and stuff. I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, so that was all we got for responses. So it would have been nice to get some more from that, but uh, we appreciate those of you. Stay did. strong on Twitter, yeah, guys. Bad week for Twitter. Yeah. We're gaining Twitter followers, but they're saying less. I mean, you could say Rex Burkhead had, had the good run against the Eagles a couple of years ago. He had he had some good plays. I'm trying to think of some other Husker memorable. Are we gonna do, are we gonna do any of ours? I was gonna say, uh, Danny, I know has yeah. a handful of. Well, them. Yeah, you guys throw some out there. I had one. And it kind of goes back to my old NCAA days, and we talked about this team a couple of weeks ago. Um, but in 2009, when San Antonio Holmes caught uh, the touchdown pass from... Uh, <laughs> San Antonio, <laughs> Texas? No, San Antonio Holmes. You said <laughs> San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio, sorry. I added another... <laughs> San Antonio Greg Holmes. Popovich? <laughs> <laughs> but when he got that touchdown pass from Ben Roethlisberger to yeah. seal that uh, seal that Super Bowl, I loved playing at the Ohio State that year because we talked about how Troy Smith was the quarterback and they had. Uh, they were also probably ninety nine rated overall too. <laughs> they were and it was fun, but they had like three receivers go in the first two rounds and then um, a couple of running backs. But he was one I can definitely remember playing with and being a fan of just because they were so dominant that year. Yeah, I really don't have anything that just absolutely stands out of, like, guys I really, like, got a hold of in college and then had big plays in the NFL. Like, I do remember when Tyron Matthews at LSU, I kind of was a huge fan of him, so I'm kind of hoping he makes a, a huge play. Kind of why, like, I, I was so big on Delpit uh, for LSU for the national championship game because – He's wearing number seven. That's been kind of LSU's number four, like the defensive back who is, who is the man uh, because that was started with Tyron Matthew and he almost won the Heisman. So I'm kind of excited, and hopefully he, he does awesome things. He got – it was a big deal like in the Texans game because late in that game he came off and could have just crushed Deshaun Watson just because it was a perfect call blitz. He was right there. Uh, and he just he bled up and just didn't hit him, and he pretty much just said, A, I was that guy's teammate last year, yeah. so I'm not going to take a cheap shot at him, and B, we had already we had already won the game. It was already a 
the the result was not in question so why take a cheap shot on a guy that a i like and b i didn't need to so i again he's had some issues with with it being drugs and stuff like that but that's just a dude that i've always just loved to watch play so i'm kind of excited to watch him play he started out like his legend burning hot with the honey badger nickname and the youtube video yeah no the white the bleach blonde little frohawk that he had and then he 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 screwed up like really was it in late in college or early yeah he was suspended in college yeah so it's almost kind of like a little bit of a comeback redemption type of story. story. Redemption yeah, because yeah. he almost won the Heisman his junior year or his sophomore year and then actually got suspended yeah. the next year while in college for a handful of games. Did you? I, was, I saw a little headline earlier today about him. Do you know what his celebration is now when he makes a big play on defense? He just gets up and stares down the other team's offensive coordinator. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. Nothing, no, no like histrionics or whatever. He just gets up and just stares at yeah, the offensive I got, coordinator. I had your like, that time. like, what else you got? So I, uh, he's he's one of those characters that turns out to be actually also a pretty darn good football player. You don't say. All right, so Danny, I know you've been sitting on this all day long trying to prep it. Let's let's hear what you got. All right, you guys got a little time. Yep, you're, I want to hear about <laughs> your 49ers. The fandom. sun's about ready yeah. to come up, but yeah, go ahead. So I'll be honest, um, every time we're preparing a podcast, whoever's going to be in charge puts out a little show sheet with all the topics that we're going to talk about. behind the scenes, man. Yeah, this is how we do things. And Kyle was in charge this week, and I honestly never looked at the show sheet, but I was told that we were going to be talking about, like, our college football, you know, favorite college football players – and their performances in in the Super Bowl based on um, you know the tweet that Brandon was talking about earlier. So I immediately thought about the 49ers, and I remembered being a little kid, late 80s, early 90s. I thought, yep, <laughs> get to yeah, two young guys are laughing. I'll get we'll, we'll get to that part of it in just a second. And I and I remember the. The starting fullback and running back for the 49ers were Huskers. You guys know who they were? Tim Rutte. Nope. <laughs> you, what year were you born? Okay, Andy, what year were you born? 91. What, Kyle? 89. What? 89. Okay, so you guys were not born and just born. This is the 1988 season. Well, I, I was born in 89. I would also Back not have known about this. Tim Rathman. Super Bowl 23. How you telling and it's yep, we, yep. Yeah, awesome. Brandon knows where I'm going here with a little. Uh, Would you call that um, uniform modification? Yeah. So uh, I started thinking about. I knew that Tom Rathman and Roger Craig, See, former Tim Huskers, Rattay, Tim Rathman. That's what. That's what, man. Not really. <clears throat> were Husker legends that both started. I in said a Super Joe Bowl. Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Montana's a quarterback. Yeah. Crazy. I got. Like, do you guys know anything about the 1988-89 49ers? Honest question. No, I want you to fill me in. Okay. So these two guys, former Husker greats, were starting for the 49ers uh, in a Super Bowl. And I was eight years old at the time, but I, I do feel like I have a pretty solid memory of that game. So first question is, do you believe that? Like, do you think an eight-year-old is sitting there watching a Super Bowl and has actual memories of, of the Super yeah. Bowl? Okay, so good. Um, this Super Bowl was between the 49ers, 
coached by legend. Bill anybody? Walsh. Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. Anybody know who the Bengals coach was? Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, Marvin Lewis. Oh, no. His <laughs> no, name was I, Sam Weish. Yeah. Who actually he was a former Bill Walsh ago, assistant. Walsh yeah. Weish. It makes Walsh sense. Walsh and Weish, or it's Maybe. Weich. I don't know. Makes sense. Uh, by the way, this was the last time that the Bengals made it to a Super Bowl. They have not been to a Super Bowl since, uh, which reminds me of a bet that I was talking about earlier. Long ago, I bet our listener, at Doslin, $20 that in the next 10 years, the Bengals would not make it to a Super Bowl. And so he actually kept, we wrote it down, he kept that on his wall for 10 years, and 10 years later, paid me the $20. So way to go, at Doslin. You should. You should. Did that with inflation. What would $20 be like 10 years later? $21.50, hey, maybe. There's more money in your pocket. So, on to the game. I was eight years old. Like I said, I feel like I remember this game. The 49ers were stacked with legends. You have Jerry Rice, at wide receiver. He's a big deal. Joe Montana, quarterback. <laughs> and perhaps one of my favorite NFL players ever, Ronnie Lott. Does anyone know the legend, the story of Ronnie Lott? He, like he cut his off his finger off. halfway through the game. His finger was broken or halfway torn off, and so he just said, <laughs> cut it off. Yep. And this dude was making big hits that would have... I like all ten fingers too like He may have been not... He, if it was today's rules, he would have been kicked out of probably every, every game that he played in. And then, of course, two Husker legends, Tom Rathman from Grand Island. That was mentioned by, uh, our, by D. Cromie on Twitter that he remembered oh, yeah. watching Tom Rathman play... Um, I forgot that. I think it was they were running a wishbone offense, maybe. Well, yeah, it's like that's the time in Grand Island at the time, and he watched him play. Uh, Roger Craig, of course. And again, I feel like I remember these guys as Huskers, but now we're getting into I was like five to eight years old, so I don't know if I quite remember them as Huskers or just sort of I'm, I'm aware of the legend of them. And at that point, as an eight year old, I kind of assumed that we'd always just see. Huskers everywhere in the Super Bowl. And weren't well, you saying that this time. is the first year we've had in a while where there is not a Husker on either? Like, I don't know the year, but yeah, this the Husker streak has come to an end. Sadly. Back in the day, we had fullback and running back, both Huskers, um, which is remarkable. Like, Do you think that's happened since or is happening now where you've got like, – do you think that's ever happened that, that – the starting backfield in a Super well, Bowl is from the very same few teams even would claim that they have a fullback. Well, so, uh, yeah, not even fullback, but let's say I think it would like, be crazy if you had a quarterback-running back combination, or even well, uh, in the '80s though, that's kind of what it was though. You had a fullback and a tailback, so at least you had two of the three. So now, if it was just the running back combo, well, because I remember when you asked me about it, when you said. Hey, did you know the Huskers have the backfield of the 1988 49ers? And I said, quarterback, running back? What quarterback did we have? You're like, no, fullback. And yeah. I was like, like was the instrumental. People had fullbacks. Like, well, yeah. Back before Gruden made the Spider 2 Y banana cool, <laughs> like Bill Walsh was thrown to the fullback, you know? Well, and that's the, the 49ers still use a fullback to this day. Like, they used Kittle and. We tried to pronounce his name the first time around, and I don't think we'll, yeah, well, we won't do anything better, but it has eight consonants and one vowel. It's like, shushik. What starts with the J? What starts with the J? So Brandon knows where I'm going with this then, but, I, but the coolest thing as a little eight and nine-year-old was I remember seeing on TV when they'd close up on Rathman and Roger Craig, 
Uh, the little thing on the front of their helmet, it's called the helmet <laughs> bumper. Do you remember what it said? On yeah, do you want me to say it? Yeah. Huskers. Yeah, it said Huskers in the Huskers script <laughs> on, <laughs> their old. on their little helmet bumper, which was like nobody did stuff so like, like that in like, the 80s. I think Williams did it too. I think Williams was on that 49ers team from the Huskers. Yeah. I think he also had it too, but he was just never in the picture. And yeah. Like, didn't and Johnson I, do it as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like the early aspect Smith maybe of when too. they do the... Uh, when they do the starting lineup announcements and they say what college yeah. from, that's like the 1980s. Represent. They couldn't yeah. do. But I, and I and I do remember that that's as a little cool. kid seeing that and thinking it was super cool. And so when I started thinking through all this, like one of the things that I've enjoyed most about this podcast is that it gives me an excuse to like spend time researching random things and like getting an idea and following through with it. So I spent some time trying to figure out. This whole thing about the helmet bumper, because I knew I remembered it. There's not a lot of information out there, but I did find some pictures, so it is true. It may have happened in that next season, and I think they only did it for like five or six games or, and like got caught, yeah, and they, they had to take them off or something too. like that. Yeah. But there was one other guy that was mentioned on, it was, I think I found it on like a Husker was his name message Jamie board. Williams something, something like that. Yep, that does sound familiar. So you guys want to hear about the game? Yeah, I thought we already got to that point. Let me give no. Let me give you a quick rundown of how the game ended. So Joe Montana, is that the catch? Starts well. It was a, it was a big catch that won the game. The catch. Uh, the one you see in highlights all the time. Yeah. Do you know who caught it? The winning touchdown. Nope. His name was John Taylor. I feel like a really old guy. I feel like I actually when my dad used to tell me like great stories about. Life things in the and day white. and I would roll, kind of roll my eyes like you guys are doing right now and act only half interested and he'd just press on through telling the story and guess what I'm going to press on through that's what I'm going to do right now <laughs> so here's a cool, here's a random fun fact so the the score is tied or like it's a close game going into the last drive when when the legend do you know Joe Montana's nickname by the way Joe Cool his Broadway nickname. Joe <laughs> different Joe oh so apparently he starts this last like the cigarettes guy? <laughs> That's a camel. Oh, isn't he Joe Cool too? Oh, there's a different quarterback named Joe Cool. Or, or <laughs> Broadway Snoopy Joe. He was called Joe Cool something. He was on that Jeez. Joe Cool song. Down the one. Derailing my story. <laughs> yeah. We, no, I like the story. We need I this breakdown of a Super Bowl that happened 32 years oh, ago. There's just so many that cool things like that happened along the way. I'm intrigued. Two more bullet points, guys, with a couple sub things. <laughs> with a couple of those Two bullet points. Two bullets that with four open bullets for each of them. Um, when I say this next thing, you're either going to laugh or it's going to be crickets. So apparently Montana starts this drive by lining up behind center. He's in the middle of calling a play. He looks into the stands and he yells, hey, is that John Candy? <laughs> distracts the Bengals, runs a play, gets a bunch of yards. It turns out they get down to 34 seconds left. He does throw a touchdown in the back of the end zone to, uh, to John Taylor, was the guy's name, who, who had the winning touchdown. Also, do you guys know who Joe Montana's backup was Steve those Young. few years? It was Steve Young, Steve and they were, at, they were alternating starts uh, early in that season. It was like maybe a mini little quarterback controversy there in, in San Francisco. And Those Steve two Young. didn't get along, right? Almost kind of like It Favre seems a little fans. icy. Yeah. Yeah, and I had written down there, it's kind of like the Favre giving way to Aaron Rodgers type of thing. 
So ultimately, the point of my entire story is... The 49ers win. The, the 49ers win. They go on to beat the crap out of the Broncos in the next Super Bowl, which is my favorite team, but it's all kind of making me question everything. And maybe when I was a little kid and, and didn't even realize it, I was kind of a big 49ers fan. And so if I in a roundabout way, I'm now <laughs> making my pick of the Super Bowl, and I'm going 49ers because of all the things that I just explained to you. If I'm gonna go ahead and take older, off. I so, be a 49er uh, fan, you know, like if I was 10 years older, I feel like I would have been a 49er fan. Yeah, yeah just like so many kids that would probably be, there's people would, that are know, five to 10 years younger than you are probably all Cowboys fans. And I would even say that's probably why you're a Broncos fan is because in your formative years, you kind of had the baseline of a 49ers fan. But then at 97, 98, how old would you have been? Is that your high school age? That was like junior, senior So then that's when the Broncos were in, yeah. and that's probably when you really grabbed hold of the Broncos. And John Elway was helicoptering into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Captain Ben. That was the last time the Broncos <laughs> updated their uniforms, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, when you mentioned the, the catch from, from Taylor, it reminded me of, and I kind of just vaguely remember it, but I thought it was like one of the coolest commercials ever, where they took all these really famous endings like – Michael Jordan shot against the Cavaliers, the catch against uh, the Bengals in the Super Bowl where they actually edit, edited it. <laughs> <laughs> San Antonio Holmes? That, that word always gets the best of me. So I just try to add two or three more edited. Better to give more. Just so I know I'm covered. But they changed all of the endings. So like Michael yeah, Jordan is actually missing, missing the shot against oh, Craig yeah. Elo. And, and the pass is not actually going off of the tips of, of Taylor and That's there's like the most memorable there's two or three different like huge endings I don't know if they ever touched the miracle on ice like actually missing the goal or anything like that but hot like, tub time machine happy yeah, hot tub time machine that just made me think of that commercial when you talked about the catch of happy things ending sadly well no is you haven't you never saw that commercial I, I don't oh. even remember what the point of that commercial is but you can just remember it was probably a Nike commercial or I feel something, like you're just trying to make it sad again like you did at the beginning <laughs> yeah. Kobe. Well, do you want me to bring that back up? No. Hey, do you want to hear about that that bet that I had with one of my friends that I, I told you I had yeah, earlier? Sure. <laughs> it's not a sports bet, but it made me think of it. Uh, so I had a friend, and uh, again, he was one of those older guys when I was way younger, so I was hanging out with the cool kids. But anyways, this was you a mentioned buddy. mentioned that earlier. This was a buddy of mine that uh, he actually was dating uh, my wife's cousin. And so... For the longest time, they were really serious, and I thought they were going to end up together forever. And then, the <laughs> <laughs> and you got dr- drama, Kyle. This I know. Week. But uh, it, it's funny though because they broke up, and like we that's were, funny. We were talking about it's like man, like I like I know this. I never talked to her, but I just assumed it's like I know she still likes you. This and that and the other. And so it was Nebraska Land days one year, and he was he happened to be down, and we were hanging out. I was like, dude, she's gonna get back together with you. I I know it. He's like, no man, I I'm finally okay with saying I don't think it's gonna happen. And so we wrote out we wrote out a contract that said that if he and this girl didn't get back together, and like. Two years time span, or it might have been five, I can't exactly remember it. I gave him permission that he could punch me in the face and rip my <laughs> eye socket. And this, it was just a, an ordeal that we even had a third buddy with us, and we made him co sign it as, as a witness. Like this was about as official as it could get. 
Uh, needless to say, they had not gotten back together, and they're both happily married to two other completely different yes. people. And luckily, he has not decided to take me up on this contract. So that made me think of this wow. bet. I had a bet one time that one of my best friends couldn't beat me in golf in like 10 years. And we both got so nervous every time we played golf together <laughs> that we just call, we like gentlemanly agreed to call it off. <laughs> and then he beat me a bunch of times. Uh, Who also, by the way, this guy, his name's Damien. He just moved to the Bay Area. He lives in Palo Alto now, and he, nice. now he's claiming to be a 49ers fan. So another reason why, I guess, we're circling back. Go Niners. Jeez, if he's living in Palo Alto, he's doing pretty well for himself. He's all right. He's doing, doing well right. for himself. Not quite the scenery we've got, but, you know, mm. we'll do. Decent. Final comments, anybody? We got three people on the, the 49ers. I'm Ryan Solo on the Chiefs. So Chiefs will probably win. Yeah, yeah if, if, probably. if anything about this podcast – Serves as uh, background information. Anybody got a coin? We we probably better. Uh, well, I thought you were just taking Vegas's pick, so that right, means Vegas. Fl- let's flip something real quick. Heads, tails. All right, here we go. I actually get to witness this one, so it's at least an official toss. What's heads represent? You should say not heads and tails, but Chiefs and Chiefs and Forty Niners. Chiefs, Niners. All right, here we go. Live on the pod. 49ers. Niners Niners. win. Coins got Niners. All right. Uh, Well, guys, geez, it feels weird. College football season has been done. This time next week, pro season is going to be done, and we're going to be on to the draft. XFL, baby. We got the XFL, which, by the way, we actually had some Huskers drafted to those teams, so we might actually be able to to restart our XFL uh, championship run. Lamar will be joining them soon. (laughs) (laughs) How sad did you feel for Lamar when they were doing all these throwing competitions and he did so poorly. Oh, I was talking about the Husker Lamar yeah. Jackson. Oh, I was thinking about the real Lamar Jackson. You watched the yeah. well, You're the biggest fan, though. I so didn't. we assumed you were talking about the defensive back. Now, no. Quarterback Lamar Jackson did miserable in the <laughs> pro. Hey, like, I, Kirk Cousins had a score of 18, and Lamar Jackson There's a couple two. receivers that beat him. <laughs> yeah. Jarvis Landry beat him. Devontae Adams. Yeah. Now, I, I honestly think he did not care. No. He's wearing sunglasses yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And and every time they interviewed him, it was like, hey, how does it feel to be the MVP? Oh, it feels pretty good. Just me, <laughs> me, and me. Like, it's like, and he had another quote during Pro Bowl week. He's like, if I was defenses and they were playing me, I'd be scared too. That's right. <laughs> or something like that. It was crazy. Uh, all right. So that kind of wraps us up. So uh, now we're going to actually, I think, and I put this on the, the show notes and haven't really asked anybody about it. But uh, for our next pod, I've, I think I want to dive into uh, putting the uh, one of the members of the podcast on Spotlight. It's kind of an intro to the members of the pod. Uh, so this just kind of proves that Danny hasn't looked at the show sheet. So uh, <laughs> next pod, we will have our first deep dive into one of your favorite hosts, All Access into Danny. Uh, so if you want to participate with our Q&A, send us questions on that that Twitter feed that you like so much and the, the Facebook page that hopefully you're going to, or email us at, again, singsecondpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to have some lightning round questions. You can ask as personal questions as you want to, and we'll see how, how much he uh, wants to dive into those things. But I honestly think it'll be a, a, a really good time just to kind of Focus on one member each pod and then maybe throw some fun stuff at the end. So I didn't ask for this. Uh, until next time, let's uh, let's leave you with our extra points. Brandon.
So, greatest Super Bowl tradition is during the weekend, uh, our family plays the old ring on a string. Oh, yeah. And then we go nine innings, round one. Each ring is Wait, worth one. that's baseball. One. Why yeah. are we talking about... You combine it all. It's called... We call it ringer. And then round three, <laughs> it's uh, three points per ring, and you get three throws unless you make it on your third, then you get to keep going and you miss it. So then we go through seventh inning, we do a little, take me out to the still, ringer, still, still take baseball. me out to the crowd... Give me some root beer and crabby fries. I wonder who will win the prize because it's root, root, root for the dad. If you don't win, it's a shame because it's one, two, three throws. You're done unless you make it on your third throw. Then you get to keep going until you miss. And we sing that uh, during the seventh inning. And uh, the winner gets uh, to wear the string with uh, with the replica ring on it for a year. It's traveling trophy. Oh. So All year long, every about day. That. Who's the, I, I've noticed so you haven't been wearing your I'm ring. Defending was, champ, no, I'm defending champion. But I haven't seen you wear your ring. I need to start. Well, <laughs> no pride. I need to put it on from time to time. Yeah. Might only have less than a week now. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry that was kind of long. But no, that's good. Get the old that's, thing that's, that's fun. Uh, Andy? Shoot, it's just crazy that football's already over. Like, yeah, when two days start, we all dread it and whatnot. But by this time, college football's over. And now we sit and spew and stew, not spew. Spew. <laughs> <laughs> we sit and stew. Did you see that? Did you see that tweet of that guy? Like the guy at the game did you see the how they were doing? No, 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 I have not seen that. Two of us did. <laughs> Anyways, Andy's going to go spew. Uh, Danny, what's what's good here? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I was all down for having like the episodes about individuals, and I did not look at the sheet, and I saw my name on there just now when you said it. So well, for I, the one guy who refuses to ever host one of these things, I think it only fitting that you go first. Okay. I don't have any final thoughts. Nothing that's good? No extra points? Well, guess. do you guys find that when football season is over, you actually start reading more books? That's happened to me. I'd have to start reading to do that. Oh, I, you read. I like. There's like a just like a little hole in my life yeah, now. Yeah, football over, so more, I've been filling it. A little more video games. Uh, I, I have about a month left of basketball season, and that's kind of like my like when basketball season gets over. Then it's just like, whew, now I'm now I'm ready to go. No, I don't have any final thoughts. This is this is a fun night recording this episode though. So if you any listeners have reached this point, thank you very much. And honestly. It means a ton to every single one of us. Anybody that, like, even comments, like, I listened to the first five minutes of your podcast or <laughs> makes a comment on Twitter or even follows us on Twitter. It's been a nice thing around school just to kind of have something else to talk about and a little connection with um, some, some colleagues and students. So, um, yeah, it's actually really fun. It's a lot more fun. And I was like, I'm nervous because every once in a while I kind of forget that actually people can listen to this. But it's it is fun to like hear students talk about it and like they were they were telling me like yeah you got to dedicate a whole episode to this Kobe Bryant stuff and I was like oh, I don't know if anybody's into it as much as I am but uh, it is kind of crazy and uh, I was telling Danny and maybe I told the rest of you guys like uh, a guy that refed our reserve game asked yep. me in the middle of the game like hey I listened to your podcast what does sing second <laughs> and it's it's just, as the games happen yeah it's just it's super cool because yep. we do this for fun but. Uh, as somebody I, I once knew said, it is kind of fun to, to get recognized for all the hard work and stuff that you put in. Finally so. recognized. <laughs> yep. uh, but, hey, uh, my good thought or my final thought was, Danny, do you remember when I thought this, this was going to be a short one? 
<laughs> I, I was gonna ask. I actually was gonna ask you guys, like, what, what did you say? Maybe an hour? You think we're gonna be around an hour? But again, if you're still here, it's been more than an hour. At this point, you're pretty good at marathon. Okay, hey, that's all they did. I think we made it though, right? Right in. Episode. We made six. it through episode six.